Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. The following is a CA original. The Mighty Sound of the South, tailgating on Tiger Lane. Tom Three at the Liberty Bowl. Each one a Memphis football tradition. This is the Tiger Football Podcast. What's happening, Tiger football fans? We are back for another edition of the Tiger Football Podcast. I'm Mark Giannato, commercial appeal sports columnist. I'm joined by Evan Barnes, our Tiger football beat writer. Jason Munns is producing the program today. Uh, the, uh, the big game is finally here. Memphis, Cincinnati, Black Friday. Um, Memphis coming off a win over uh, South Florida. Uh, we are now. I mean, everything is in. Everything you ever dreamed for this season, aside from I guess an undefeated record, is on the table. If Memphis beats Cincinnati on Friday, they will go to the AAC championship game. They will host it here at the Liberty Bowl and play Cincinnati again. If they win that game, they're more than likely going to the Cotton Bowl. And uh, if they lose, uh, I guess there's still an outside chance they could make the. If if Navy loses to who does Navy play this Houston. week? If Navy loses to Houston, uh, Memphis would still go to the AAC championship game, and they go to Cincinnati, and they but they play at Cincinnati. So a lot of things at stake here. Um, Evan, you were in Tampa, uh, and obviously you'll be covering this game Friday. What's what what, what can you say about what this team has uh, has accomplished here? They, they're they're now ten and one. And on the verge of of really just you know, blowing away the history books for this program, I think the one thing that stands out is before the year we talked about is this team going to show some fight because last year's team just wilted when they got punched. This year's team does have more fight. They've shown it every week when they've given up an opening drive touchdown. They've not just punched back; they've been swinging haymakers on their opponents. So I think that's the one thing that stands out about this this group is that. They have more fight in them. They're rolling at all cylinders. I mean, I think South Florida had their lowest number of first downs in a game in school history. So I, I'm just amazed every week at how this team just keeps finding ways to not just impress, but do it in different facets of the game. Something struck me today when I was out at practice and talking to the players and talking to Mike Norvell. I You mentioned that sort of that resiliency that this group has that maybe uh, last year's team didn't. I, I don't know if they if I, it, it all seems to come together to me in that I'm not sure this team is where it is this year if it didn't go through the past two years in terms of coming up short in the AAC championship game, dealing with the adversity they dealt with then. I, I think that I while you know not not all seasons are interconnect interconnected in the sense that there's different players, there's different games, different opponents. But I do think these this run under Mike Norvell is kind of all woven together in the sense that we've reached this point partly because of what previous teams went through. And now this is the chance for the program. Like this season was always about 
getting over the top. And this team's fallen just short of doing that. This program has the past couple years. And here now, we can see it. You can see the top of the wall. And they've got really a, a great chance to to get over it finally. I mean, I, I think they're, they're, double di- they're almost a double-digit favorite in the Cincinnati. I mean, it is really strange that they're like, I can't, I'm, I'm going to look it up, but like, I can't imagine, I, I can't remember, I don't know about you, Evan or Jason, when, if ever, a team has played a team, played a game, played its regular season finale against the team it then played in a conference championship game. Uh, can you think of any other instance? And that's on the AAC. I mean, nothing, like, nothing, from, I can't nothing on my end. Like, why on earth? Like, I know they wanted a good TV game for Black Friday. That's why this game is happening. But, it just to not have the foresight that this could happen because I I honestly think like let's say Memphis wins this game on Friday and then loses to Cincinnati in the AAC championship I think that diminishes the conference championship in a lot of ways it's it's weird because I mean whoever wins it's let's say Memphis wins and loses I mean you take a two loss Cincinnati team that everyone was just kind of like oh deflated over they win it's like how does that work no it it, it would probably cost the league the New Year's Six Bowl bid. And just in general, it would just, like I said, it diminishes the AAC title. Um, like, we've certainly had rematches in a, in championship games like Memphis and UCF the past couple years. But the fact that it's going to happen in back, could potentially happen in back-to-back weeks. At the same site, potentially? Yes. yes. It's just, it feels just awkward and weird. Now, of course, Memphis has to get through this Cincinnati game. And... Um, it's just, you know, it's going to be a tough game. Although I will say it seems like Memphis and Cincinnati are trending in different directions. Correct. Memphis yeah. has, has seems to be getting better every week playing offensively. They are just, I know Brady had the two interceptions, but they are clicking on all cylinders. And then you've got Cincinnati who, there, there. Now there is something to be said that they're, you know, they haven't played great yet. They're still eking out these wins, and they've got a good defense, and their only loss is to arguably the best team in the country, Ohio State. And so, but they do seem to be trending in sort of opposite directions, even though they're both winning. Um, what do you make of the matchup, Evan? Cincinnati is going to be interesting because quarterback Desmond Ritter has been battling a shoulder injury the last two games, and that's why the offense has been looking bad. Is because He's had trouble throwing the ball. I believe they were considering sitting him this week, but they decided to play him because I guess he improved. But he's been struggling, so that makes this offense a little bit more one-dimensional, although that dimension is still pretty good with Michael Warren as their running back. Um, this defense, you know, Mike said it at practice today. This is maybe the AAC's best defense in terms of just reputation, but if you look at the numbers, Memphis actually has a better defense than Cincinnati for total defense, but... Cincinnati's higher in rushing defense. They're higher in scoring defense. I mean, Luke Fickle's a great defensive mind. So it's going to be a game where I think Memphis is going to um, – I would I would warn people not to get too confident because of that spread. The spread looks nice, but this will be a tough physical game, especially if the forecast holds up because it looks like there might be rain at Liberty Bowl Memorial I don't, I don't like that at all because I think that, that plays to Cincinnati's favor if it's an ugly – muck it up rainy game. Now, here's where Cincinnati's good. They're one of um they're one of 24 teams in the country giving up fewer than 20 points per game and they're the only team in the AAC giving up fewer than 20 points per game. 
So their defense may give up some yards here and there. I mean, they're like 40-something in the country in total defense. But Have they played SMU? Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to stump you guys, but uh, I'm just wondering. What I'm wondering is, have they played the best uh, the best offenses? offenses. That, that... I mean, they've played Ohio State. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, they did um, not play SMU. No, they did not. They okay. played. They played UCF. They played and they, UCF. They gave up 24. Okay, and so they 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 beat Temple by two, right? Yes. They've got four games where they've won by three or fewer points, correct? And then and least... including three of their past four, three of their past four, they've their last four games. They 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 gave up forty three points to East Carolina on the road and won forty six forty three. Then they beat UConn forty eight three at home. Then won twenty to seventeen at South Florida and really only won that game because South Florida's kicker could not hit a field goal to save his life. That's right. right. That's right. And right. then they just beat Temple fifteen to thirteen at home this past week. Yeah, it just feels like I mean, rain or not, They're, it just feels yeah. like. Here's what I'll say. They seem to be due for a loss. Right, right, right. Like, right. I mean, I'm just you know, <laughs> no, seriously. Right. You look yeah. at this. I mean, they seem to be due for. They've won. They, they've yeah. They've played four games decided by three or fewer points. Their odds are not three enough. of the past four. They've been three. Of the, they've gotten. They've eked out wins in three of the past four. And two of those games were on the road. We should note too. Yeah, yes. So it, yeah, you're right. It does seem like that they are the odds. The football gods may may come. Calling this this Friday. and, and we'll wouldn't see. it be something like Memphis? Remember last year, like the, it seems like the weather the weather's really played in Memphis's favor this year. Whereas the past two years, it seemed like whatever luck there was to be had with the weather, Memphis had none of it. But it feels like it would be it would be kind of fitting if it rained and Memphis won won and like conquered another demon, yeah, yeah, yeah. if right. you will, right. this year. I don't right. think I don't think Mother Nature I don't think even Mother Nature could beat this Memphis team right now. They're they're playing so 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 wow. well, and they're getting Sanchez. So what would be the point spread between Memphis and Mother Nature right now? <laughs> uh, I give I give I I would have Memphis by. Because isn't every scores. game a home game for Mother Nature? I guess that's true. I mean, I mean. <laughs> as long as it's on planet Earth. Uh, no, but no, uh, you, you made me lose my train of thought, Mark. Thank you. That's what Mother Nature take it, does. Take over. I lost it. I completely lost it. Yeah, I think you were going to mention that, obviously, that uh, you mentioned the good injury news that Sanchez Blake, oh, right, who, right, right, who right. was the team's leading tackler before he got hurt, he is going to be able to play. He's missed the last... Four games, I believe. So that's a boost for this defense. And Patrick Matt, Taylor scored three touchdowns last. Well, that week. was that was. I found that to be. That's one of those moments, like in a you know that game. Ultimately, you know, the last quarter and a half of it was essentially meaningless. Yeah, maybe yeah. you could even argue the whole second half yeah. was meaningless. When when I but turned, when you see that, like that's just another. <laughs> when I turned on the radio and Connor Adair was in in the third quarter. Yeah, it was like. Man, I they, mean, what, what like, was the biggest story in the second half? The cat on the field. That yeah. gray cat running around. Now, here's what I said. That cat was pretty quick. It had some moves. Hey, Florida My, speed. If that, if, that, if that cat was on Memphis, Mike Norvell would turn, <laughs> turn him into a 1,000-yard rusher. All right, let me tell you. I would like to see that cat against, what was it, the uh, the black cat from, from the Dallas from New York. Giants. That's yeah, right, that's right. I'd like New to York. see those two cats go at like, it. Florida versus New York? Yeah. yeah. Why not? Um, but, no, it was – the, those types of moments when when a guy like Patrick Taylor, who's come back from this injury, his senior year is not gone the way he planned. To, those are the types of moments that really like they resonate with an entire team, and they can drive. They, you know, it's not like this team lacked for motivation, but getting to see someone who is as respected with this group as Patrick Taylor is have a moment like that, 
one, it makes you just really happy, and it's really inspiring to see you know a guy. You know, he could he could have. We've talked about it on this podcast. He very easily could have redshirted, and he and he chose not to. And it mm-hmm. it tells you what he feels about the program, what he feels about the team. But when you have moments like that, those are those are the types of moments that you know bring teams even closer together, and and they give you. They give you something when you encounter these next moments where you're gonna, you know, the stakes are high, the pressure is high, and and you you can call back upon that as a team. And, and I don't know, it's maybe it's just a spiritual thing, but it like <laughs> I, I like the, you need stuff like that. You just over the course of a season, teams, the best, the great teams, just have moments like that. Where and, and and they can call upon them when when the going gets tough, if you will. And after the game, I mean, everyone was just so thrilled. Like I was watching the game again on Saturday Sunday night, and when Patrick scored that first touchdown, everyone was just thrilled. They were hugging in, they were cheering on the sidelines. And after the game, Brady White talked about how happy he was for his brother. Called him his brother. Kadarian Jones had the nickname Patrick Patrick. I mean, Mike was thrilled. You could just see that that talking about Patrick's moment was was special. I think, like you said, they needed that just before this game to kind of be like, hey, maybe we can believe in what we're doing here if we keep working for it. Well, and and, and you know, this is what they've been talking about since the preseason. Getting yep. to this moment. That's what this season was all about. Like there was like getting eight wins and going to a bowl game was not going to be enough for this team given what they'd accomplished previously. This season was about winning championships and not, you know, obviously you got to win the West division to get to the AAC championship game. So that's what this week's about. But like, that's all that's left to accomplish for Mike Norvell. And, and especially these groups, this group of seniors is to win a conference championship, go to the cotton bowl and potentially play, you know, Florida or Notre Dame, or maybe even Alabama, like depending on how the college football playoff works out. Like, you are. We are now at. We are looking at the next three games. They are the three biggest games in program history, arguably, yeah. because of yeah. like this game individually against Cincinnati is no bigger than say the Houston game a year ago. Well, it is because you got the Cotton Bowl on Cotton Bowl on the line. It's no bigger than say the UCF game uh, in the championship game two years ago because that game, the you know a uh, New Year's Six Bowl was on the line as well, but. Given given everything that's happened and given what could come next, each of these games just are just monumental for for this program. And it, it it I guess you can it gets a little bit old talking about where this program came from, but it's all part of this story, mm-hmm. like yeah. where this program came from five six years ago ten. to yeah. where, to where it is now a ten win a ten and one team. Potentially the first eleven win team in school history, a chance to go thirteen and one. I mean, like it's just it's wild. It's right. it's it's amazing. It's it's the greatest story going right now in Memphis sports. It just I am sorry like I, I there's a lot of excitement <laughs> for Memphis basketball and the Penny story, but and the Penny, you know, the, the Penny Penny bringing back Memphis basketball. But this football program is at a like they're further along in their redemption story than yeah. Memphis basketball, and to me, it makes it the best story in town. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, real quick before we get out of here, you this was not discussed pre podcast, Mark. You are you need to make money for your segues uh, because I was thinking about this, and you you perfectly segued into it. Do we want to do this this week or next week? 
Do you guys remember our preseason predictions? Yeah. You want to do this this week or next week? Why? What like, about review it? Do we go over them and like let's see where do we... it after? Let's do it after this game. Okay. Yeah. All let's right. do it after this yeah. game because I was just looking at it. it's pretty interesting. So we'll do it next week. Yeah. After this, uh, after the after the game. All right. So so Evan, before we before we leave, what are the keys to this matchup for Memphis? Like, what do they need to do to win this game? I think kind of the same way with South Florida. Be patient on offense because this defense will be attacking. They will be able to create takeaways. Um, Get the running game established. Get Patrick Taylor and Kenny Gamble going. But obviously, be patient. And then this defense, take advantage of Desmond Ritter being hurt. Attack him. You know, put pressure on him. Make him have to beat you and throw the ball around. Michael Warren's going to get his yards. But make Desmond Ritter beat you. Make him show that he can throw the ball even if he's hurt. And I think if they do that, there will be another celebration at the Liberty Bowl on Monday. Well, I feel like it's going to be a muted celebration this year because you're going to have to play them again the very next week. Is it's it like, just so weird. Is it, is it's it like be ba- weird. Is it like baseball where basically you celebrate making the playoffs, but you wait until you get to the World Series to actually celebrate the most? Like, yeah, yeah does... but the baseball guys now celebrate a lot. But is like... this going to be like where they just sort of gather around the pitcher's mound and jump up and down for a few seconds? And, and... I think there'll be a celebration with... Like there'll be it'll be muted. It'll be it won't be. It won't quite be a dog same. pile. There will not be because a dog you don't pile. honestly you don't want to give Cincinnati any sort of. If you That's win true. this, you don't want That's to give true. them any sort of ammo for the next week. I think you're probably. I think Good you point. hit the nail right on the head there. I think I think it's going to be treated exactly. You know, there'll be some smiles and yeah. they'll be happy, but yeah. they're, they're, you know they're going to have to play them again the next week. Yeah, and so right. yeah. I think it'll be a little different than previous years. I think the only way Memphis loses this game. Is the only way it lost its la- its only game this year. It's if they turn the ball over, then they're going to be in trouble. Right. If they play a relatively clean game, they're the better team and they're going to win the game. Yeah. The, the only like I said, the only way this the only way this doesn't end with a win to me in my mind is if they turn the ball over and give this Cincinnati offense short fields and things like that. It, I, I think Memphis is the better, more talented team. And I think the pollsters believe it, and I think the results over the past month and a half show that. So, um, should be a lot of fun. Black Friday, two thirty kickoff. Um, I hope I don't. You know, I'm not going to say it's going to be a sellout like the last home game, the SMU game, but I think this team deserves to have a fairly full Liberty Bowl. I know that. I know you get your shopping done in the morning. I don't know who actually goes shopping go, go on, on Black Amazon. Friday. Go yeah, on Amazon. Yeah. Um, well, anymore, the the shops are opening on Thanksgiving Day, like in the afternoon or the evening. So, like, it seems like that's the trend. So, like, do your shopping on Thanksgiving night and then go to the Liberty Bowl. Yeah. No, this this Friday. team deserves. I know it's going to be bad, you know, crummy weather potentially, but doesn't matter. Th- let's make this atmosphere what it was for the SMU game the next two weeks because and 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 I'm I I guess I'm I hopefully I'm not jinxing them by saying the next two weeks because obviously they have to win this first one but um we're we're you could be witnessing history and and there's just not very many times in your life in the in your sporting life if you will that you get to witness history and so I can't wait to get out there um, me neither yeah. I'm ready so it should be a lot of fun. We will uh, we will recap everything next week, win or lose. Hopefully, we'll be previewing a rematch in the AAC championship game uh, when we talk to you next. But uh, till then, I was Mark. I was joined by Evan and Jason. Thanks so much, and uh, have a happy Thanksgiving.